Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here only by Tyler Big Herbert Herbot. Yo, what's going on? We're missing the father himself. Yes, uh, unfortunately, Trey Stinky Fingers Jose is no longer with us. For this one episode, <laughs> <laughs> he's off being a father. Um, so, you know, he's got he's on daddy duty, unable to join us on this beautiful summer June evening uh, for another incredible fantasy football podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the show, uh, hello. Thank you for being here. Um, you can catch us on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Today we are going to do a couple little different things for you. It should be a really quick, productive, efficient fantasy podcast show without Trey Stinky Fingers Jose being here. So <laughs> uh, we're going to do uh, Would You Rather um, and kind of compare different guys at at some at the same position that are being drafted in similar areas and kind of pick and choose who we would rather draft where they are being drafted and uh and then we're also going to re-rank our rookie quarterbacks now that they've been drafted in real life and we know where they're going what their opportunity will be kind of compare that for both redraft and dynasty leagues and uh and drink some beers while we're doing it, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, that's the plan. Um what else? Any uh news, things you want to say to the people, the big uh, herb. Make sure you follow us at DF Fathers on Twitter. That's where we're at, where you find us. Already said that. Did you? Shit, man. I'm sorry. I started doing some other, sh- other stuff, yeah, prepping yeah, stuff as you go. My bad. My bad, man. Listen to your own show. <laughs> uh, I guess there's a couple little random nuggets of news we discussed briefly before the show. Yeah, real brief, though. Real quick. Who's playing lacrosse on your TV in the background right now? Are you big lacrosse guy also? Um, you going private the, school on the me? The World Championship started today. This is the USA versus Canada. Uh, yeah? You're yeah. all fucking your Ivy League now? <laughs> it was something to throw on some sports on, you know. Actually, that's probably the most interesting sport <laughs> on TV right now. So, um, I don't blame you. All right, what news? Uh, so real quickly, I have Tyree Kill not being charged for assault after apparently slapping some fool on a Miami Marina. Uh, Dalvin Cook says uh, he was quoted by the way saying. I could buy you and the boat <laughs> to whoever he slapped. <laughs> so, oh man, he was getting turned up, having a good time, and yeah, that's that's awesome. That actually makes the whole story so much better. I had not heard that before. Oh <laughs> uh, shit, man! Um, Dalvin Cook says shoulder's good to go. Not concerned about taking a hit anymore which apparently wasn't the case in the last couple years so hopefully that's actually good news and then what the last one was d hop 
what D Hop do now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> went yeah, he went uh, and the, the the Patriots and the uh, the Titans. Titans. Yeah, apparently it was a two day visit with the Patriots. It went really well. There's mutual interest. I'm saying that with air quotes that they want to get a deal done. I hope for all fantasy players that is not the team he ends up on. Yeah, seriously though. Hopefully they just don't throw a, a shit ton of money at him. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the type of receiver Mac Jones needs, though. You know, like someone he can just throw it up to, and you know, D hops the type of guy who just out jumps everybody. And you know, even when yeah. he's covered, he's open. You know, type of receiver. So maybe that's what Mac Jones needs. You know, could be. I mean, at least. There, he's the undisputed number one guy. It definitely could be worse. Definitely could be worse. I think, you know, DeAndre wants to get paid and also play for a contender. And he probably doesn't view the Patriots as a contender. So it's interesting. You know, I don't know. This thing might (laughs) drag out for the rest of the summer. Yeah, it certainly could. Could. I mean, I would expect him to probably hold off until right before training camp. Also, the Rams signed Sony Michelle to a one year deal. Oh, right. Cool. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't worry about Cam Akers or are you, are you even looking to draft Cam Akers? I mean, I would be, I would take a flyer on Cam. I'm not even sure what his ADP is right now. Um, it's but I think he's a, a flyer. You would? No, I'm saying his price right now is not not flyer price. Oh, where's he going right now? Um, I can look that up real quick. I don't know his exact ADP. Because that's interesting. If he's going like top five or six rounds, that's going to be pretty damn rich for my money. All right, well, tell me why while I uh, find this. It's He hasn't shown enough. I mean, he came on at the end of last season, but he also requested a trade from the team, and it was being reported that he hated playing under Sean McVay. So I, it's weird how that all ended up working out. He has the talent. i just not sure if he has the will to put together a full season. So right now, he's right around running back 22. Yeah. So that's uh that's right next to guys like yeah, that's right behind Dalvin Cook right now, who's not even on a team. Um and he's right in front of DeAndre Swift. He's also right behind like a Miles Sander. Sanders. Yeah, there's guys like uh you know, Alexander Madison's going after him, James Conner. Uh Montgomery, Rashad White. Interesting. Honestly, I've seen like Isaiah Pacheco behind him, and I would much rather take Pacheco over Acres right now. Yeah. Well, anyways, they uh they yeah they signed Sony Michelle, so he's back in L.A. Um, whatever. 
Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to our would you rather. All right. So we got some names pulled up here, um, guys that have similar ADPs. And uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, who we would rather draft with, with kind of where they're going and give you our take on that. So uh, let's see. The first one that we have up here, two receivers that are pretty interesting to me um, later in drafts. You know, you're going to be drafting these guys as kind of a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, maybe even four, depending on how you're drafting. Uh, but Deontay Johnson or Tyler Lockett. Right now, Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver 30, and Tyler Lockett is the wide receiver 31. Okay, so they're literally going back-to-back. Yeah, overall, um, that's probably like... Uh, Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I it's, it's pretty much back-to-back. You're talking about six-round, middle of the six-round, later in the six-round type Yeah, it's traffic. pick 65 and 66 overall. Okay. Yeah, back-to-back. Honestly, this one's relatively easy for me. It's going to be Tyler Lockett, and a lot of that just comes down to his consistency. He's had five straight years of at least 190 points and finishing the top 17 in PPR format all five, all five years. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mr. Consistent. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Lockett's the number one scoring fantasy wide receiver on the Seattle Seahawks, you know, even with and uh, the new guy, Jackson Smith, I'm, I'm pretty you sure really, you Tyler, would take him over Lock, DK Lockett. Uh, I mean, not over him. No, uh, but I, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if that's what ended up happening. I'm pretty sure Lockett outscored DK last year in fantasy production. Uh, uh, yeah, it looks like it. Not by much, by about 14 points, 15 points. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, Jackson Smith is obviously a, a talented receiver and will have a role, but I think it's still we're going to see a lot of what we saw last year, predominantly DK and, and Tyler Lockett. You know, and if if Lockett stays healthy, he's getting older. But if he stays healthy, I think we see similar finishes this year. Yeah, I would expect that. And you, and Deontay didn't show us a ton last year with the addition of Kenny Pickett. And so, obviously, we expect strides from from Pickett here, but you also have the emergence of George Pickens in the offense, and so that worries me a little bit with Deontay Johnson. So, I think Tyler Lockett is the pretty easy decision there. Yeah, I you know I don't mind Deontay. I, I've I've always loved Deontay Johnson's talent as well. So he's always been a guy that I've been in on, and so maybe it is a little bit of the burns from last year. You know, he literally scored zero touchdowns, but. uh Another year in the offense with Kenny Pickett. I expect better things from Deontay Johnson as well. This one's actually really close for me, but I would per, I would go Tyler Lockett as well. Right now, I'm finding myself drafting Tyler Lockett a lot <laughs> in drafts. Uh, just because I think where he's going is a value. 
Yeah, and it should be noted, in the last three years, Johnson has had at least 140 targets. Um, not last year, but the year before, it wasn't, he had his big breakout year, was the number eight overall receiver. Last year, though, had 147 targets, 882 yards. Two, three years ago, he had 144 targets for 923 yards, so only a 50-yard difference. But like you said, touchdowns killed him. He had seven touchdowns that year and zero last year. Yep. Hopefully another year in the offense with, with Kenny. He can make some strides, a little bit more chemistry. What Would you take um, – how high are you on Lockett? Would you take him over like a guy like Jerry Judy? That one's a little closer for me uh, because of the addition of Sean Payton. I – I've said it a bunch this offseason. I think adding Sean Payton and implementing his offense will rejuvenate Russell Wilson. And I think Jerry Judy is that number one receiver there this year. He didn't finish too far behind Lockett from last season, about 23 points total. So I could, I think it's going to be close, but I think I would lean Judy. Yeah. I probably would as well. The thing for me is like where they're being drafted. You know, Jerry Judy's going to be an early, what, like fifth round draft pick. Um, Tyler Lockett's going around later. And in a lot of mocks that I've done and drafts that I've done recently, I've kind of been feeling drafting uh, either Fields or, or Herbert, one of the Justins in the fifth round, um, after taking a couple receivers and a couple running backs. So, and I've, I really liked how those teams have kind of built out. Um, so for me, if I was drafting, I'm probably not going to be taking Judy in the fifth is what I'm saying. And I'm happy taking Tyler Lockett in the sixth. I think the the production will be similar. Yeah, I th- in that scenario, Lockett's value seems better than Jerry Judy does. All right, how about some more higher-end receivers? Would you rather have – this is going to be a three-piecer. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown, or Devontae Adams? So uh, Garrett Wilson is the wide receiver 10, Amon Ra is the wide receiver 9, and, and Adams is the wide receiver 8 right now. Damn. That one's tough. And right now, Adams is going above both of them, but I would think I would drop him the third out of that listing because I just don't have a whole lot of faith in who's going to be throwing him the ball because, I mean, Jimmy G can't stay healthy to save his life. And then you're going to Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, the rookie. So I don't like that setup for him. And I know he's proven to be kind of quarterback proof, but it's a pretty big drop off from what he's seen, you know, his whole career. So it really comes down for me to Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson. Amon Ra wasn't quite as good last year as he the way he finished the year before. Yeah, because he was absolutely on fire <laughs> yeah. the year before. I mean, end. he still had a good year. He had, yeah, he absolutely. still finished as the wide receiver seven. And so I, I think I would take Amra overall first, or between those three at least. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's really close for me. Um, I think both Amon Ra. And Garrett Wilson are kind of, I don't know if they'd be considered dark horses, but I think they could legitimately 
finish as the wide receiver one in fantasy football this year, both of them. And uh, so it's re- it's really tough for me, man. I, I, I love Garrett Wilson. Uh, you know, I, I have him in Dynasty. I think he's going to have a huge, huge year, get a ton of targets. But so is Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, they're missing Jamison Williams for the first six games. He's going to get a shit ton of targets. Um, <laughs> it's a, like if I'm at the turn, the you know, 12 spot, I don't mind taking these guys at the turn, you know, back to back. Boom. Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson. Like, I, I think that could be a dominant, dominant wide receiver core and, and huge, huge advantage for your team. No, uh, if, I, I would agree with you there. I guess the only thing, the reason I take Amon Ra first it's just we don't know for sure Garrett Wilson will end up meshing with Aaron Rodgers. That's my only kind of doubt there. Right. Yeah, there's definitely more risk um, involved with Wilson. Everything's been positive out of camp so far. It's been really early, obviously, but, you know, I think I would yeah. probably lean. My report says that Garrett Wilson's impressed Aaron Rodgers enough that he believes he could end up being the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> I I believe it. I ah oh man, I really love Garrett Wilson. Um, I'd probably lean Garrett Wilson in this. I just I think he legitimately could finish as the wide receiver one this year. I think Amon Ra probably could too, but yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, uh, let's do a couple more here. Would you rather? take uh let's do this let's do tony pollard and stevenson honestly this one's pretty easy for me tony pollard is not gonna be ready to begin the season uh there's no reports saying that he's i mean they say he could but that's it's too early to tell right now i'm taking stevenson without question unless i get definitive News reporting that he will be able to be available week one. I'm going Stevenson. Yeah, um, I agree. Until we get more concrete news that, you know, there's even been rumors of Zeke making his way back to the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, I love Tony Pollard as a player, but when we're talking, you know, a second round draft pick, it, it has to hit. And Ramondre Stevenson's just more of a, Sure thing right now. Um, how about this one? Uh, if you wait on tight end, Chig, Chig Okonku, or uh, <laughs> or Dalton Kincaid. Chig is the tight end 12. Kincaid is the 14 right now. That's interesting. Uh, Chiggy came on pretty strong towards the end of last season. and I think he's going to grow on that. Um, I mean, obviously Dalton Kincaid's a stud. He does have uh, who's the guy in front of him, Buffalo though, that they already had Dawson Knox. But I, I, I think Kincaid's going to take over the receiving work completely at the tight end position. I mean, you don't you don't draft a tight end that high unless you're going to use him. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that is. Fair. Um, I just there's more competition, I think, for him than what Chicky has because on the depth chart right now, 
They have some other guy named Trevon Wesco. So I think yeah. if you're waiting that, I guess if you're waiting that long on tight end, though, you might as well take the super upside of Dalton Kincaid. True. I mean, obviously, historically, rookie tight ends, you know, it takes tight ends three, four years before they're really, you know, relevant and yeah. actually used enough to be fantasy relevant. Um, so the safer pick is definitely Chig, but the upside is just crazy in Buffalo with with uh, with Dalton Kincaid. And I, he was my number one tight end. I, you know, I love the player profile. Um, you know, kind of a freak athletically. And with Josh Allen, God, you know, the sky's the limit. So if I'm trying to hit a home run, probably Dalton Kincaid. But I think Chig's going to be very good this year as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you look at the best tight ends in the game right now, the Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and George Kittles of the world. <laughs> Their rookie year, they were all trash, but their second season, they were all top 10 tight ends. Kelsey was at nine, Kittle at three, Mark Andrews at five in their second year. So the second year, if you're that good tight end, it seems when you really put it together. Yeah. And those, and we're talking, you know, those are the best in the game right now. Yeah. You know, Kelsey, possibly the best tight end ever. Still, you know, his rookie year didn't do much. So. Yeah, I would go ahead and, and and take Chig, and I've been taking him a lot on in drafts that, you know, I wait on tight end. He's one of my favorite targets there. Yeah, no, he could absolutely build off of the end of last season. All right, this next one, um, a little bit serendipitous. Ooh, big word. You like that word? It's a good, good one. word. Um just because I thought of it as we were talking here. But the Justins, the two quarterbacks, Justin Fields or Justin Herbert, you know, Fields is quarterback four, Herbert's quarterback five. They're going right next to each other, essentially, in drafts. If you, in my opinion, like the first three guys are elite separators. They gave teams, I think, a distinct advantage last year, fantasy teams. That is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. You know, if you had one of those three guys, you're probably in the championship and probably won your championship. Um, But there was a distinct advantage with having those guys on your team. Guys that I see that could break into that realm this year that you can draft a little bit later are guys like Herbert and Fields. And I would possibly throw Lawrence into that, but he's going a little bit later in drafts. So if you're going to take your shot on one of those two quarterbacks, that is Justin Fields or Justin Herbert, which one would you take? It's got to be Fields and the running upside that he has. He's going into his third season, which historically is when we see quarterbacks make that jump, especially highly touted ones have the high first round pedigree. Uh, so I'm going to go with Fields because his running ability puts him in, you know, like the he, he could make the uh, the Jalen Hurts jump 
where next year he puts it together throwing, but still gives you such an amazing threat with his legs. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why I'm falling in love with him right now too, is, is that Jalen hurts effect. I, I still think Jalen hurts even on his bad year of throwing the football and making reads was still a little bit better than what we've seen from fields. But I also think that fields had a worse situation around him as far as weapons go and coaching. Um, and, you know, everything I'm seeing so far out of, you know, OTAs and whatnot is that fields is, he, you know, he's really crushing it. And uh, there was an interesting uh, interview done with one of the Philadelphia Eagles previous linemen who's now on the, the Chicago Bears. And I forget his name course but uh they were asking him about the quarterbacks and he was like yeah you know i see a, a ton of s- similarities like he was on the eagles when you know jalen was there and a rookie and, and made his jump and he's like i see a ton of similarities as far as you know football iq and and how they play the game and uh he was praising fields quite a bit which of course he's gonna do but it's interesting to hear it from someone who you know has been on the team of both of those quarterbacks. So I'm kind of buying into the Justin Fields having a crazy year. I mean, we saw splashes of it last year where his running ability is an elite, elite separator, especially for fantasy. You know, a quarterback that can legitimately have 100 yards rushing game in and game out. Um, I'm kind of buying into that as well. So I'd probably go Fields over Herbert in the fifth round. Yeah, I think I would too. The upside's there, and you can't discount the addition of a guy like DJ Moore, who's probably going to be the most reliable pass catcher he's had in his career. Yeah. Kind of all coming together like it did for Jalen. You know, they went out and got A.J. Brown. Now, I think A.J. Brown is a much better receiver than DJ Moore, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. But DJ Moore, again, yeah, still the best receiver Justin Fields will have ever played with so far. So, um, yeah, sky's the limit, man. Yeah. I mean, DJ Moore has put together four straight wide receiver two seasons with shitty quarterback play. I will say, though, also, like, I'm okay with Justin Herbert in the fifth. Also, like, I'm happy with both these guys. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's be crying about getting Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah. But it was always, you know, fantasy football was always, you know, in single quarterback leagues, you can wait on quarterback, you can wait on quarterback. I think even now, more than ever, in single quarterback leagues, it's becoming more and more of if you can get one of these elite guys or those guys that are really going to make the next jump and become elite, that value is immense. You know, if you drafted Jalen Hurts last year and where was he going? Like, sixth seventh eighth round <laughs> like something like that yeah i mean that was a that was such a huge value um for fantasy football teams so if you can identify those guys i think it's a separator in, in fantasy football in single quarterback leagues you know right now in 2023 more so than it was you know five six seven eight years ago 
Yeah, I'm just trying to find where Hertz was taken in our league. In which one? The keeper league? No. Oh yeah, yeah, in our main keeper league. Actually, I think I apparently him. we were all extremely high on him because he was drafted with the first pick of the second round. Mm. Sure about that? Wait, nope, I'm not. I went to the wrong league. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure I drafted him like sixth round. Yeah, like found. It. I went to. I actually went to our two QB league. You drafted him in the sixth. Yeah. Yeah. The six oh one. Yep. So you know that was an incredible value for me. Not yet. I mean, did you win last year? I can't remember who won last year. Or was it Juice? Um, I did not win. Juice, I believe, won. Yeah. I got close, though. I played him in the championship, and he beat me. Ah. Yeah. Mostly because guess who wasn't playing? <laughs> Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Well, let's move on here. Um, you want to move on to the re-ranking? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're at a good time for that. All right. Let's move on to our re-rankings of the rookies, the rookie quarterbacks. Now that they've been drafted to their NFL teams and, uh, you know, we, we have a better understanding of their opportunity this year and, and looking forward. So um, let's go ahead and start, I guess, at the top. Well, I mean, there's no point really talking about number five because number five is pointless. <laughs> yeah. To give you an idea, pre-NFL draft quarterback rankings for a single quarterback league, we had, uh, well, I had C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Richardson, Will Levis, and then Hendon Hooker. Big Herbie had uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker. So not a whole lot of uh, difference there in pre-NFL draft rankings. Now, post-NFL draft rankings, who do you have? at the top. So when I came into these rankings, I focused more on what was going to happen this season, not so much what their career projection is. But when you look at just what their rookie years are, I can't see anybody taking anyone but Anthony Richardson, number one out of the rookie quarterbacks. His running potential is too great to, to ever put Bryce Young or CJ Stroud ahead of him. Um, not to mention he is linking up with a head coach who was the offense coordinator for the Eagles last couple of years and created a perfect offense for Jalen Hurts to run. I see him doing similar things with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, I think if you're even, you know, if you're talking about redraft, Anthony Richardson is, is my number one for fantasy right now and in dynasty as well. Um, you know, I think in dynasty rankings, consensus rankings, he is going above both these other quarterbacks, which 
obviously is Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. It's, they're going pretty close together, but Anthony Richardson is going ahead of them. Um, yeah, I mean, the upside is just huge. So he has he has to be number one yeah. in these and uh, rookie rankings. They also have a decent group of playmakers around him. I mean, you have a Michael Pittman there. You have Jonathan Taylor in the background to help take some pressure off of him as well. Uh, make Give him easier reads out of play action, things like that. So, I mean, he should have the easiest way of learning a system his rookie year compared to Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Yeah, and uh, keep an eye out for Alec Pierce. Yeah. So Alec, <laughs> Alec Pierce was a receiver that was brought in primarily for being a deep threat. That's kind of what he does. That's his role on this team. And that's something that Anthony Richardson is already really good at, is throwing the deep ball. Um, I would argue that's when he's most accurate, um, at least in the film that I watched. You know, beautiful throws down the field. He can literally flick it, you know, 60 yards. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out. That's a little bit of a sleeper there uh, for Alec Pierce. All right, number two, I'll be honest, my rankings are exactly the same for the top four as yours. Uh, Bryce Young, quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. I did have C.J. Stroud ahead of him pre-draft, but I think where Bryce went, you know, when we made these pre-draft rankings, I thought I was leaning more towards the Panthers taking C.J. Stroud. They ended up going Bryce Young. Um, and I just think that's the better landing spot right now. Uh, Frank Wright is the head coach, previous NFL quarterback. You know, they have Josh McCown there as their quarterback's coach, obviously a long time QB in the league, ton of knowledge. And then, you know, his backup's going to be Andy Dalton, another veteran journeyman quarterback in the league. And I just love that landing situation for a rookie. You know, they have a great running game already. Great offensive line that can block. Now they brought in Miles Sanders. So I think they're going to have a strong running game to help out their young quarterback. And uh, the big question mark is just if his receivers are going to step up, if Josh Mingo is going to be a guy. Um, but I have faith in Bryce Young. It, you know, it might take a year or two. Uh, but the outlook, I think, is brighter than for me personally, than CJ Stroud and landing in, in Houston. Yeah, exact same sentiment for me. I mean, the situation is just better. They might be equally skilled when it comes to their overall talent, what they can be in the future, but especially early in the career, I mean, Carolina is a much better setup for Bryce Young to succeed. Yeah. And so then we have uh, CJ Stroud at number three. You know, obviously dropped it to the Houston Texans. They're investing a ton in this team. They want to actually finally be competitive. (laughs) And so they're making some moves to do that. Obviously, this year in the draft, picking at uh, picking CJ Stroud and um, the defensive end out of Alabama. I'm forgetting his name, but Will Anderson. Will Anderson. There we go. Um, So. Yeah, you know, um, C.J. Stroud, I think, 
the future is bright. I think he's going to be good, uh, but I think it's going to take some time. Yeah, he's got an uphill battle there. I mean, can you name who his number one receiver is without looking it up? Nico Collins. <laughs> uh, technically, he's second. They have Robert Woods as the oh, wide receiver yeah. one. Fucking old man Bobby Trees. <laughs> yep. I'll say this. If I'm drafting a Houston wide receiver, you know, I don't mind taking a shot on Nico Collins late in drafts. But I think I'd rather take John Michi. Yeah, Mechie coming off of uh Yeah, I mean Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's a, we haven't seen him play football in the NFL yet, so it's just one of those things where Yeah, but we might take we have seen Nico Collins play football in the NFL and he's, you know, mediocre. Yeah. Well, that should be interesting. Um, Damian Pierce is probably the only guy I want on that team right now. But even that's, you know, it's a new head coach, new regime. So even Damian Pierce is becoming a bit of a question mark. They brought in Devin Singletary. And the reason I say he's a question mark is this coaching staff and management, they didn't draft Damian Pierce, you know. Um, So they really have no... They're not, they're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Loyal. (laughs) They're probably loyal people. Uh, but yeah, they have no connection to Damian Pierce, right? So it wasn't a ton of draft capital. So it makes me worry a little bit. I love Damian Pierce as a player. We all do. Uh, but I am a little bit, a little bit worried with how things are playing out there. You know, I'm not overly concerned with that because I, I think Pierce is the type of running back that D'Amico Ryans is going to fall in love with. Being a defensive guy, I'm sure he only puts on the tape of Damian Pierce and all he sees is him getting hit three yards deep in the backfield yet still gaining yards, he's going to fall in love with. Literally bouncing off tacklers and keep running. I don't know how you couldn't love that, but I've seen stranger things happen in the league. I don't know. Maybe they just brought in Devin Singletary because they felt like they had no depth, which they didn't. So, you know, hopefully I mean, he's just a depth piece. But what has Singletary really done in the league? He's shown very little. Yeah. All right. Um, Will Levis was at four, went to the Titans. You know, um, there's there's an opportunity there. He's backing up Ryan Tannehill, who's not, you know, the most prolific NFL quarterback gets the job done. Um, but does he get the job done? <laughs> you know, so um there is a world where Ryan Tannehill's playing like shit and they throw in Will Levis, you know, halfway through the season and uh give him a go. But primarily we expect him to be riding the pine most of this first year. Yeah, exactly. So when you're doing these rankings, it's pretty easy. The first three guys we know are going to start for the team. Will Levis will certainly get a shot, I think. The Titans, as a team overall, talent-wise, just isn't there. I expect the Titans to struggle, and then the fans are going to be calling Levis's name just to see what he has. Yep. Um, they're just going to give the ball to Derrick Henry 
45 times a game and uh and ruin his career yeah i think that's i honestly i think that's what's happening i think uh they're gonna just ride the shit out of him and then say sayonara next year good luck um ride him till the wheels fall off i think that's what's happening i mean that's basically they've done the last five seasons anyways (laughs) yeah yeah all right, um, you want to say your number five? Yeah, slightly mentioned him earlier. Five is going to be Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. Essentially, when I was looking for somebody to put in the five spot here, I just looked for somebody who has a likelihood of starting games as a rookie. And Aiden O'Connell is the only clear choice to me. As I mentioned earlier, Jimmy G has never been able to stay healthy for a full season. He's done that one time. It happened to the year that they went that he took the Niners to the Super Bowl, but he's probably going to get hurt. And then if you're the Raiders, who are going to be a bad team and probably losing, but what's the point in going to Brian Blair at that point? Why not throw the rookie in? He will give you, and maybe he, he might be your quarterback in the future. Hell yeah. The Aiden O'Connell bandwagon starts now. <laughs> Surprisingly, hop on the, hop on it's the train. It's not Dre. <laughs> yeah. No, um, all right. Well, that'll do it for our rookie quarterback re-rankings. Um, we're going to be talking rookie running backs, receivers, uh, in the upcoming episodes. So make sure you tune in for those. Uh, probably a little bit more of a, a debate among those positions. God, I hope uh, so. Than the quarterbacks. <laughs> so um, looking forward to that. Um, and thank you all for listening. Again, it's at the FF Fathers on Twitter. Hit us up there. And uh, we will catch you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.